Hello everybody, how are you? Today is a Sunday, which is a very lovely day. And the sun is out. It's pretty lovely, isn't it? So you can hear that the, le the leaves on the trees are blowing. But the sun is also out and it's rather nice. I'm loving it. Yes, much better day. Much, much better day. Um, so yeah, everything's cool. We are on Sonnet 99, which is a continuance of 98. So let's have a look. Okay. Let's get my glasses on. Oh my God, this is a bit dirty, honestly. The forward violet, thus did I chide. Sweet thief, whence did I steal... Whence... Oh, start again. Honestly. The forward violet, thus did I chide. Sweet thief... Whence did thou steal thy sweet that smells, if not from my love's breath? The purple pride which on thy soft cheek for, the, for complexion dwells in my love's vein, thou hast too grossly died. The villi I condemned for thy hand, and buds of marjoram had stolen thy hair. The rose roses fearfully on thorns did stand, one blushing shame, another white despair. A third, nor red nor white, had stolen of both, and to his robbery had annexed thy breath. But for his theft, in pride of all his growth, a vengeful canker ate him up to death. More flowers I noted, Yet I none could see, but sweet or colour it had stolen from thee. So, this, you, you'll notice that this is, obviously, because you've been with me since the beginning, that this is quicker, quicker sonnet, and it will feel quicker because it's only got 15 lines um, and therefore is shorter is shorter than all of the others I wonder why that is I, I you know have no idea why it's shorter um, I wonder why it's the only one but let's have a look at this the forward violet thus did I chide so this is how I scolded the presumptuous violet. Sweet thief, when whence did thou steal thy sweet, sweet that smells? That's difficult to say, isn't it? If not from my love's breath. Sweet thief, where did you steal your sweet smell from, if not from my beloved's breath? Quite off his head. Um, the purple pride which on thy soft cheek for complexion dwells in my love's veins, thou hast too grossly died. You obviously got that purple colour you're so proud of by dyeing yourself in his blood. Yuck. The lily I condemned for thy hand and buds of marjoram had stolen thy hair. I condemned the lily for stealing its whiteness from your hand and the marjoram buds for stealing your curly hair. So that kind of gives us an implication 
implication what well, kind of yeah it kind of builds us up as to what the faith looked like um blue blooded does that give us a, a slight indication that that he is um you know in the royal court perhaps um you know very uh fair um as in you know fave but also of quite a of white um complexion and curly hair um the roses fearfully on thorns did stand one blushing shame another white despair the roses stood by anxiously, the red one blushing in shame, the white one pale with despair, knowing they were guilty of stealing your colours too. A third, nor red nor white, had stolen both, and to his robberies had annexed thy breath. A th third rose, neither red nor white, had stolen both red and white from your complexion and added to his robbery the smell of your breath. So he had rose breath. For his theft, in pride of all his growth, a vengeful canker ate him up to death. And as punishment for his theft, a vengeful worm destroyed the rose, just, as its, just at its proudful growth. More flowers I noted, yet I none could see. Um, so I noticed the other flowers um, and couldn't see that any had stolen um, uh, um, yes, flowers I noted yet I could but none could see but sweet or colour it had stolen from thee but i i noticed the other flowers and i couldn't see that had stolen its sweetness or colour from you so uh, so yesterday we were talking about the fact that potentially you know the flowers were um you know might have been Shakespeare admitting to the fact that he might have been indiscreet and had been having, you know, that he was admitting to seeing other people. This, you know, he might just be going on the, with the, the same flower theme. Once gone, he's once gone down this flower theme, he might just be running with it. You know, now Shakespeare has written before. Remember when there was that that rival, how he hated the fact that the rival wrote in this sort of grand term with over-the-top, in this over-the-top flowery, bombastic way. And then here he is, Shakespeare is, is writing in this way of... Um, the purple pride which on thy soft seat uh, cheek and yeah so it's all it's all very ornate isn't it ornate with imagery and here he is um shakespeare is is writing in that way isn't he so having said that's not what shakespeare likes 
you know, the fact that he he says, the lily I, content, I condemn Ned for thy hand. Shakespeare is now doing that instead of saying, you know, he did say, Shakespeare said, you know, nobody's like that. Um, but now Shakespeare is back to saying that, um, that uh, nature has stolen um, things from, from the fair youth because he is so gorgeous. Um, yeah, so he, Shakespeare is accusing the flowers from stealing colours and, you know, the fragrances of their smell from the fair youth. So, you know, it's a bit of a frippery, it's, it's a bit of a nonsense. Um, and, you know, Shakespeare, Shakespeare is, there's nothing really amazing here, it's a bit of a a bit of a nonsense on it um, so I would say if you've got if this was like in between sort of if this was chocolates and you've got oh let me see so my favorite chocolates as we all know are the um, I have to look at them to check them. Are the fries raspberry cream? So if you've got fries raspberry cream at the top, and then say you at the bottom, mm, what have you got that I really don't dislike as a you know as chocolate? Let's say. Well, I really don't like Mars bars. I'm sorry, but I don't, I don't really don't like Mars bars. So you've got really like Mars bars at the bottom. Then this would be a curly whirly. Do you know what I mean? Kind of just, it's a bit, curly whirly is just a little bit irrelevant. And it's a very clever way of selling you chocolate and there's a load of air in the middle. <coughs> That's what I think about it. Oh, something just seems to have fallen down. Where I think Mars bars are just... <sighs> I think Mars bars are just a very good way to get you to poo. That's why I just think they're unrefined. I'm chocolate. Do you know what I mean? There you go. Chocolate 101 with Miss V. Right, okay, there we go. So the last, I'm moving on now. Can you understand? Can you hear me? I'm moving on. So, um, um, never, you're not going to find Shakespeare um, being compared to chocolate here, anywhere else. This is, un, you know, this is, this is the cutting edge of literary criticism right here, guys. Um, okay, so, um, so last one of London on the Underground, poetry on the, London on the Underground, <laughs> moving forward, um, poetry 
on the underground so i've chosen it from 2010 um so this one is by somebody called hattie Grin grinwald what a great name hattie grunwald i hope she says it like that um, so she got a degree in English and creative writing from the University of East Anglia and now um, is a literary agent that people send their stories to and she looks at commercial and art market fiction. Now what, Miss V, is commercial and art market fiction? Oh, I looked this up. Commercial and art market fiction students is women's fiction, crime and thriller fiction, historical and book club fiction. Well, there you go. That's me throwing my pen down. I love the fact that book club fiction is upmarket fiction. I love the fact that it's seen to be upmarket fiction. Um, the fact that, you know, uh, people sit round and discuss well, did you like that story? Oh, no. This story, this week I'm bringing um, this story along and people discuss it. I love that. You know, where everybody sits around and kind of discusses. Um, well, I've brought this story along and I want, I want us all to read it and then we'll talk about it. It's such a, you know, it's a good way to get into different types of books and books that you never thought that you were going to you'd ever read before um yeah it's brilliant get into a book club it's a really good really good way of of learning of having your eyes opened to different styles of books that you'd never ever thought it's a bit like on youtube there are these two um I don't, I don't know if they're brothers but they're two dudes and they um listen to for the first time people from back in the day so people like tom jones etta james the kinks that type of stuff and they listen to maybe some sort of classical music as well and they listen to these these people Oh, there's this one one where they he listens to um, Freddie Mercury and his mind is completely blown by people who were around in the past and how they approach music. And it's phenomenal. I love it. Um, because, you, you know, you just have... It's just... Um, having different experiences, different exposures to um, things that you wouldn't necessarily, your mind necessarily wouldn't be open to. I love that when I come across something that me as a 48 year old white woman, I wouldn't necessarily be in the lane to find and I love it. I have got such a different um, I love to find things that I wouldn't necessarily know about, um, you know. So, but yeah, I've always had a kind of different um, 
attitude to all of that kind of stuff. Um, so my music taste is, is quite wide. Um, so, yeah, so I grew up listening to oh, NWA and um, lots of um, Buster Rhymes when I was younger. That's my, my computer. Um, and things that when like people used to look at me didn't used to think that I was very much into. I would I used to love it. And then also married to that Metallica and like loads of you know different stone table pilots and different things like that. But you know if, if, just things that moved me I used to love. Um, and you can just never ever ever judge a book by its cover. That's that's one thing that you should learn always. Um, anyway, so I digress. So, but always be open to finding different experiences, guys. You don't ever know um, what what you're going to engage in. Don't ever cut yourself off off from learning things from different um, experiences. Which is why you know I tend. I remember teaching um, one of my level groups. Um, and showing them a bit an operetta um, and they loved it absolutely loved it um, so yeah try everything um, with on moderation guys you know so uh, right so um, this poem is called first contact by Hattie Grunwald okay it's called first contact the day the optician unframed my face and took away my childhood. I would no longer hide behind glass. I would wear eyeliner and wink at boys with smiles and piles of maths textbooks and balance my new life on the ball of my finger. It's translucent rim and pulled ball rainbows. I said, this will make me pretty. My spectacles rolled their lenses and dozed in the bottom of my bedside drawer. The first day I wore contact lenses, my eyes glittered, but no one noticed, looking right through me with their 2020 eyes. I like that because um, I think we all wear have something that we use to hide behind um, and I I certainly remember well the eyeliner I certainly remember being taught when I was maybe 14 being taught um, by somebody older than me at school to put on eyeliner and I used to wear eyeliner all of the time black eyeliner all of the time um, and 
you know, I can put it on, I can practically put, put on black eyeliner in my sleep. Um, and I, you know, I wear glasses and I do certainly hide behind it in a lot of situations, a lot of social situations. I think we do, I think we do, do protect ourselves in a lot of way by what we wear and who we, you know, who, who our mates are. We, we protect ourselves in, in those ways, don't we? Um, and so when we lose those, it can be quite daunting. Um, and the idea that, you know, having, having glasses and them taking away, you think that that's going to make you pretty. Um, uh, and then like maybe having braces and stuff like that, and that's going to make you pretty. And then nobody notice, nobody notices. You think it's going to be make a massive difference, and and it's all about, you know, your confidence and how you feel and everything, isn't it? Um, that's what's important. Um, and I think that's what people notice more than anything else, really, isn't it? Um, I can remember, just as a side story, my dad is practically practically blind in his left eye and has got these um, glasses which are um, very very strong and he tried wearing his tried wearing some contact lenses right back in the day when they first came out I think contact lenses and um, he you know, put them in and he was his eyes were uh, streaming and streaming and streaming and uh, you know, and it was a big rigmarole. Him, him, I'm just going to put my eyes in, and like he, he was trying to get used to them for ages because obviously he was so blind that the, the lenses in his contact lenses had to be quite thick. I don't think it, he didn't keep it. He didn't keep contact lenses in for for very long, and um, Mum was sort of retelling a story about when he was wearing um, contact lenses and they fell out, one of them fell out whilst he was driving in North France, Northern France, I think it was Northern France, and mummy having to take over um, the, the steering wheel while dad was having to, to <laughs> find his contact lens. Ridiculous, ridiculous. He doesn't wear contact lenses anymore, um, just because he's just too incredibly blind in that eye. Um, yeah. Silly things, silly things that you remember. I remember, oh, that uh, we used to have a car. I never remember, crazy, how, you know, people wanted more and more and more. But we had this wonderful 2CV with a, um, look up a 2CV, 2CV car, white CV car um, with a um, roof that you, um, it was a material roof that you that you folded up. Um, we loved that car. Oh my word, we loved that car. And we used to bomb around the place in that car. I think it can't have done more than 50 anywhere. Um, and I wish we'd, you know, I wish we'd kept that car. Um, and we used to go to the south of France. Dad, Dad's a teacher, or was a teacher. Um, and so we used to spend the whole of the summer holidays like for you know six weeks in the south of France um, and so 
um, yeah, they they just used to play music very very loudly, and we all used to sing. Me, my sister, and my mum and dad used to sing at the top of our voices. We must have looked like crazy hippies. But there you go. Um, you just have these incredibly happy mem memories. Um, you know, don't need much. Just need a tin can car and music and family. Right, guys. Um, I hope you're well. Uh, I hope you're you're doing okay. Um, yeah, weather's back, which is good. It always makes me feel better. So I'm going to say stay in, apart from when you're getting your exercise. Stay well. Put on that um, sunscreen and stay gorgeous. You take care. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Bye.